Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Apologies for how short this video is compared to my normal ones, but I hope you still enjoy it. I mentioned this previously, but I'm still getting over COVID. So if things seem kind of sporadic and I'm not posting consistently, that's why. But I'm really trying my best to get well and be productive again. All that being said, I hope you all enjoy these stories. And if you have a story of your own, as always, send it into my website at southerncannibal.com. And without further ado, let's get into these stories. And remember to always stay hungry. I'm a 15-year-old female, and I live with my parents and my older brother, He's 18 years old. My parents work till late evenings, and most of the times I'm home alone. Sometimes my brother is home with me. My family used to take care of a mentally disabled person by giving him food, old clothes, and some other things. Sometimes he used to behave perfectly like a normal person. He was not that ill that I knew of. I knew him since I was 10. He had no family, and he used to live with the people that he was working for, basically cleaning and such. One evening, it was almost 7 p.m., and my brother and I were home alone. My brother was sleeping on the couch, and I heard a knock on the door, and I heard him, let's call him George for the sake of the story, calling my mother. I opened the door, and I let him know that she wasn't home. He had slightly moved in, and as soon as he saw my brother was sleeping there, he stopped and he started whispering and asking me for my phone number. I was completely shocked. Why would he need my number? And if it was for some genuine reason, why was he whispering as if he didn't want my brother to hear it? I immediately felt uneasy, and I made him leave by telling him to come on a Sunday to meet my mother for whatever reason he came for. He laughed. Fast forward two to three months later, and I was again home alone. My brother was at my uncle's home for my older cousin for the night. My mom and dad had to go see my grandma at the hospital, and my dad would be staying there, and my mom wouldn't be back until 10 p.m. Now, I was in my bedroom watching some YouTube videos, when I again heard knocking at the front door. It was around 8 p.m and I thought my mom's probably back early. So I went to unlock the door, and when I did, it was him, George. He was standing there at the door with an evil grin on his face. I was about to shut the door when he said he needed some water to drink as he was thirsty. As I have known him since I was a child and never really felt any danger with him except the last time, I told him to wait there and I went to grab a glass of water for him. When I came out of the kitchen, I saw he was already inside our living room standing there, and I was kind of scared and confused. I gave him the glass, and he tried to hold my hand. I was almost paralyzed with fear. He started coming closer to me, and he almost tried to touch me inappropriately when I then slapped him. He then told me that he wanted to have sex with me, and he would then immediately leave after that. I was disgusted, and I told him I was going to call the police. After that, he left, 
and I told my mother when she came back home about everything that happened. To my knowledge, she told my father about it, and I don't know what they did to him afterwards, but I never did see him again. To this day, I still can't believe how my family took him in, and he could behave like that. He truly was a sick fuck that didn't deserve our hospitality. My name is Angelo, and I'm 16. Around three months ago, my parents left me alone due to them heading to a wedding. I live with my family and dogs, Coco, Marshall, Sky, and Rubble. Marshall and Sky are pit bulls, so I had nothing to fear if someone broke in. A couple of hours after my parents left, I let Marshall and Sky outside to do their business. I heard barking outside and I went to check on them, when I saw a woman who was around 5 foot 5 and in her late 30s standing on the other side of the fence looking at my dogs. You have such beautiful dogs. Can I pet them? The woman said to me. I was about 3 feet away from the fence, but I could smell cigarettes coming off her clothes. Sorry, they don't really like being pet, but thanks for the compliment. I said to the woman while hurrying my dogs inside. She then gave me this glare, a glare that still haunts me to this day. When my dogs were inside, I made sure the doors were locked and I checked that the woman was gone. When I didn't see her, I rushed all of my dogs to a room that was the farthest away from the backyard door. I texted my mom that there was a strange woman outside trying to pet our dogs. Now, I forgot to mention, but there's apartments right next to our neighborhood, and we had a fair share of people stopping and looking at our dogs. But something about this woman made me and my dogs feel really unnerved. My mom said that they wouldn't be heading home anytime soon, but to be safe. A few minutes later, I had heard the doorbell, and all of the dogs went crazy. My bedroom is fairly large, but all of the dogs moving around was crazy. I decided not to bother to see who was outside and to just stay with the dogs. Me and the dogs were watching a movie, but I then heard clicks in my window. I paused the movie, and I was starting to freak out internally, wondering if it was that same lady trying to break in. And then I heard a loud crash. I mustered up the courage to look out the window. I pulled back the curtains, and what I saw was shocking. I saw that same woman breaking into my neighbor's house. I quickly closed the curtains and called 911 on the phone. I stayed quiet as to not alert the woman. The operator said that the police would get there in about two minutes, but I then heard a shriek coming from my neighbor's house. I looked out my window and I saw my neighbor attacking the woman who was then screaming at the top of her lungs. I was still on the phone, and I had told the operator that my neighbor was now fighting against the woman. By now, the police got there, and they had to taser the woman for how violent she was. She was spouting swears that would make a sailor blush, and she was moving uncontrollably. The police took a knife and what looked to be a gun away from the lady. She started to say that she was going to kill me and my dogs and burn my house down. I think she was high and thought that my neighbor's house was mine due to how similar the houses looked. I was stunned, looking out my window, 
while the thought of what that woman would do to me and my dogs if she got me. I then started to cry, holding my dogs close to me. I didn't know what to do, so I kind of just sat there until I fell asleep. I had heard my parents opening my door, saying they were home. I didn't know what to say, but I then told them to talk to the neighbors next to us. Days went by, and now they insist that I can't stay home alone anymore. I can't get the image of her glare out of my head, and I now sleep with both of my pit bulls just to feel safe. I know I'll be safe now, but knowing what that woman was capable of doing just scares me. If that woman didn't break into my neighbor's house and broke into mine instead, I just know me and my dogs would be dead. Stay safe out there. For reference, I'm a 23-year-old female. The story took place when I was 17 years old and home alone when my parents took a trip out of the U.S. to Toronto, Ontario. We lived there for three years for my father's job when I was a child, so they were visiting old friends that they had made when we lived there. My older brother was out of state in college at the time, so I was alone for the week. It was a Friday night, and one of my good guy friends was supposed to spend the night with me so that I wasn't alone for the weekend. Something came up and he had to return home for the night, leaving me home alone. I wasn't worried or nervous at all because I'd been staying home alone since I was 12 years old, and as I got older, I'd spent several nights alone. My friend ended up leaving at around 10 that night. I texted my mom letting her know that he had to leave and that I'd be alone for the night now. She told me it was fine but to just be careful and make sure the alarm was on. So I got ready for bed and I decided to sleep in my parents' bedroom because they had a huge TV in their room with cable access, which I didn't have in my room. I turned the house alarm on, got in bed, and started looking for a movie on cable to watch. My dog was lying on the bed with me, so I knew she couldn't have done anything to cause what happened next. About an hour had passed, and I was flipping through the channels when my house alarm suddenly went off. I immediately looked at the alarm unit by the bedroom door and saw the red light was flashing on and off. I froze. It was a very loud and repetitive beeping sound. I think it took me about 15 seconds just to process what was happening. Didn't the alarm just go off by itself? I thought. There's no way a door opened. Immediately, I started thinking of anyone and everyone I knew that could have possibly opened one of the doors to my house with a key. You know, since all of the doors were locked. I knew my brother wasn't coming home for the weekend. I knew it wasn't my friend who had recently left because I had just received a text saying he was home. I went through all of my friends that I could think of, and every single one of them was either out of town or busy. I knew none of my neighbors would have opened any of the doors either. I went through all of this in my head in that 15 seconds that I was frozen on the bed. Finally, I snapped out of it and I ran to my parents' bedroom door, closed it, and then locked it. I refrained from turning the alarm off because I knew that it automatically calls the police once it hits one minute of going off, and I was also thinking the loud alarm would scare away whoever just broke into my house. 
After I locked the door, I went to my mom's night table and took out a revolver that she kept in there just in case of emergencies like this one. Now, I'm only about five foot four, and I knew that if anyone came through that door had the intention of hurting me, they would have easily succeeded. I wasn't taking any chances. I took out the gun, made sure it was loaded, and took the safety off. I held the gun up, and I pointed it at the door, but kept my finger off the trigger, as you're supposed to do until you know for a fact you're going to shoot. I couldn't believe that I was holding a gun and pointing it at something, and possibly someone, with the intention to shoot if they proved to be dangerous. I sat there mentally preparing myself to shoot whoever managed to get through the door. This is something I never thought I'd have to do. I remained calm and I didn't let my emotions or fear get the better of me. I knew I needed to stay quiet and keep my head clear in case something actually happened. I was kneeling on the floor in this position for what felt like forever, but I'm sure only about two minutes truly passed. The alarm was still going off, and I decided that I would call 911 just in case the alarm system malfunctioned and didn't call the police. I dialed 911, explained to them everything that was going on, and they sent two police officers my way. The dispatcher stayed on the phone with me until the cops got there. They checked the exterior perimeter of my house before knocking on the front door. I turned off the alarm and then put the gun away. I opened the front door and talked to the officers. They told me they found no sign of a break-in on the outside of the house. They asked me a few questions about what happened and I explained everything to them. They again asked me if I wanted to do a sweep of the interior of the house just to see if anyone had broken in and possibly hid somewhere. Looking back, I cannot believe how stupid my answer was. No, I think it's okay now. The cops assured me they would remain in the area, and they told me not to hesitate to call back if anything else happened. I walked them out, locked the door behind them, and went back into my parents' room. I made sure my dog wasn't spooked at anything that happened, being that she's a 20-pound Cocker Spaniel, and not exactly the guard dog type. I then proceeded to finally call my parents and then tell them what happened. My mama has always been an extremely calm person, so she didn't panic. And I guess I have to thank her for my calm attitude during all of this, because I'm along like her in that sense. My dad, however, was very clearly worried about me, being that I was his young daughter home alone. They asked me if I was okay and if I wanted them to come home early. I told them that wasn't necessary, and I'm sure nothing like that would happen again since the alarm probably scared them off. I hung up the phone with my parents, and I realized that I hadn't turned the alarm back on. So I went to the alarm system, entered the code, and pushed set. Nothing happened. It wasn't turning back on. I was confused at first, but then I realized the alarm doesn't turn on unless every door in the house is completely shut. My heart dropped. Shit, I muttered out loud. I had the realization that I had to now go around the house and look for what door had been opened and set the alarm off in the first place. This is when I truly realized how stupid I was to tell the police officers no when they asked if I wanted them to search the interior of the house. I went back in my mom's night table and picked up the gun. Again, 
mentally preparing for the worst. I then went to every door on the ground level of my house, holding the gun in both of my hands. I finally made it to the hallway where the door entering our garage was, and it was there that I saw the door to the garage had been left wide open. Chills went through my body at the thought that someone had actually tried to break in, and they succeeded. Now, we had two ground level windows in our garage, so someone coming through there to get into the house was not far-fetched. I turned the light on in the garage and held the gun in front of me. I looked at the two windows in the garage and there didn't seem to be any sign that they were opened. I immediately shut the door to the garage, locked it, and tried turning the alarm on again. It worked this time. After this, I went through the entirety of the house with the gun in hand to check if anyone had hidden anywhere. I prayed the entire time that I wouldn't find anyone and that I really wouldn't have to use that gun. And to my relief, I found nothing and no one. I slept with my parents' bedroom door locked that night and with the revolver under my pillow for the rest of the week. When my parents returned home from the trip, my father inspected the windows in the garage to see if they had been forced open or anything like that. As I figured, there was no evidence of a forced entry. My parents concluded that the door to the garage must have not been shut all the way and a gust of wind came from outside through the garage and then swung the door to the house open, causing the alarm to go off. We never figured out what actually happened that night. Since then, I have had one more experience with a possible break-in when I was in college and I came home for the weekend. That story wasn't as scary, but I was alone again and my parents were doing the same thing during the first time, visiting friends in Canada. I'm now 23 years old. Six years have passed since that night, and whatever it was, whatever truly happened, well, it continues to be the scariest night of my life. I can't even bring myself to imagine what would have happened if we didn't have that alarm system, and if I didn't have my mom's gun to feel safer. Although nothing bad ended up actually happening, I advise everyone hearing this story to always make sure your home has an alarm and to always, always keep a gun in the home to protect yourself.